welcome to Christ Covenant Chapel podcast with Reverend Kingsley Ayesu. We are a Bible-believing church with a sole purpose of positively impacting our generation. We are elated that you joined us. Wherever you're connecting from, we believe your life will not be the same. Now, let's tune in to today's life-changing message. Hello, family. Thanks for your audience and allowing me into your space once again while we do life together. I hope you are being blessed by the content we share on this platform. Hopelessness plagues most people at some point or another in this lifetime. It is not reserved for a select few. Even many of our beloved biblical heroes suffered hopelessness from time to time. For today's podcast, I want us to deal with how to overcome hopelessness, despair, and to have hope even in hopeless situations. Oftentimes, hopelessness provokes the question, does God really care? And if so, why is there suffering in the world, and especially in the life of the believer? I want to encourage you through this podcast to have hope in God. In Romans chapter 15 and the 13th verse, Paul wrote, and I quote, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This verse is part of Paul's prayer to the church in Rome as he wraps up his epistle to them. The apostle calls God the God of hope. God is not just the source of hope. He inspires hope subjectively in his people. Hope concerns two things, what we desire and what we anticipate. When either of these characteristics is absent, hope fails. When you lose hope, you become hopeless. He said for them to have faith, they must continue believing. This is faith, believing and acting on God's word of a promise. Ladies and gentlemen, God is not sitting somewhere marking time, but he works in times and in seasons. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 and 3, the prophet gives us a a revelation about the dealings of God. He said, and I quote, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it, for the vision is yet for our appointed time. But at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. So what causes people to lose hope? Number one, a previous disappointment. When you have prayed, fasted, sowed, and believed for a blessing and it doesn't show up, we become disappointed and that disappointment makes us not to want to hope again. No sense of expectancy. Hopelessness often comes at the point in your life when you feel you have hit rock bottom and all odds are against you. But as I always like to point out, 
God will often let us hit rock bottom so that we will discover that he is the rock at the bottom. Hopelessness is often born out of difficulties, out of defeat, and out of discouragements. And while these things are painful, there are seasons when the Lord uses our suffering to grow and to strengthen us. These are the times when he says fit to strip us of our self-sufficiency. Scripture promises that God remains close to those who are broken and he makes them stronger than before. Psalm 34 and verse 18 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Isaiah 61, 3 teaches us that God would give those who mourn and are broken, he said he would give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Number two, past failures. When you have failed, it kills your hope. In the midst of the trouble, we lose hope. Remember that God's hand is often recognized in trouble. God frequently leads people into distress that they may be convinced of their folly in neglecting him and may be led to seek his help. Christianity does not give you exemption from life's troubles. For many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. It means when you are righteous, you will suffer things just like any other person. The things you plan for will not always come to pass. Things will not always work out as you planned. Christianity does not exempt you from trouble. It gives a pathway through it so that you and I can say, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. It means the righteous falls seven times and he gets up the eighth time. My enemy rejoice not over me, for when I fall, I shall rise again. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Christianity. For as believers, for us believers, we sometimes make the mistake assuming this work is a smooth ride. But I came to make an announcement that Christianity does not promise an easy life. Anybody who told you Christianity is a work in the park sold you a false gospel. Understand that even our Lord, Bible says, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross and its shame. There is something called endurance that the believer needs. For he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Christianity is a mixture. You've got to see my mess to appreciate my miracle and my message. You've got to see my tears to appreciate my triumph. You've got to see my pain to appreciate my praise. You've got to see my defeat to appreciate my victory. In Psalm 27 verse 3 and 4, the psalmist said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. End of quote. The psalmist said, I would have given up unless I had believed that I would see the glory of the Lord in the land of the living. He said, I would have given up if I didn't have hope. Failure 
and defeat can strangle your hope. But friend, your pit isn't too deep and your valley isn't too dark. God is a way maker. There is a lot of preaching today as well as many Christian books written that tells you that if you follow Jesus, you would never have to face any challenges in life. But that wasn't true even for Jesus or anyone else who followed him. This is because God sometimes allows trials into our lives in order to reveal himself to us in a way that we would not have known him otherwise. But whether we benefit from these trials or not, or they defeat us, depends largely on how we view them and how we respond to God in the midst of them. Are you hopeful or hopeless when faced with the storms of life? Being in a trial is never fun, but you don't have to go through it alone. The downfall in the economy may have put pressure on your financial life. Maybe you have lost your job to no fault of yours. Or maybe these pressures have increased the strain at home, in your family, and you are facing a storm in your marriage or with your kids. Whatever your storm may look like, you are not alone. Jesus is with you and he will see you through. Seek him. Invite him into your storms. Listen for his voice. Remember, if life ever makes you feel like you are drowning, your lifeguard walks on water. Hope can take you a long way. Whenever I counsel someone who is struggling with emotional strongholds, I always want to check their hope meter. Because when hope is lost, you have lost everything. Simply defined, hope is the belief that my tomorrow will be better than my today. Paul prays that they may abound in hope. Why? Because hope is God's permission to go after everything he said you could have. When hope is gone, so is the ability to see your future different from your past. Hope sees the possible of tomorrow past the impossibility of today. My friend, God can take a mess and make a miracle out of it if you put your hope in him. He promises that those who hope in me will not be disappointed, Isaiah 49 and 23. In fact, God is able to turn things around completely and satisfy you so fully that he will do more than merely bring you out of your bondage. He can even cause you to forget how deep it ever was. I know your hopelessness may seem overwhelming and you may even wonder how you could ever overcome it. But if you will do as Abraham did, who hoped when he had none at all, Bible says in, in hope, against all hope, he believed. Romans chapter 4 verse 18. God will honor your trust in him. He will turn your emotional pain into victory again. Ladies and gentlemen, Hope again in the Lord. In the words of David the psalmist, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All you who hope in the Lord. Psalm 31 and verse 24. Now, Paul the apostle writes, said, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and hope in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
as I wrap up this week, I want to indulge you for a moment. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please say this short prayer with me. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sin and that you raised him to life. I want to trust him as my savior and follow him as Lord from this day forward. I accept you as my Lord and my savior. Guide my life and help me to do your will. I pray this in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Now, if you said that prayer, please find a Bible-believing church to attend. If you are in the Twin Cities area of Minnesota, please come on and fellowship with us at 5452 DuPont Avenue North in Brooklyn Center and God will bless you. Until we meet again, keep on keeping on. I will see you at the top for that is where you belong. Shalom. Thank you for connecting with us today. For more of this content, be sure to subscribe, share, and comment. Engage with us at Christ Covenant Chapel on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Join us same time next week on our next episode.